Oh, well, Chuck and I realized, I think what was key, we were off for six months when we switched from Windsor to Detroit. We had a six-month non-compete. We saw during that time that our social media kept us connected to that audience. We couldn't say where we were going or what we were doing, but we could still be funny with them and share stuff right. with them. And we were kind of ahead of the game when it came to that in building social media. We podcasted our entire show for about 15 years now, long before anyone was doing that. And they thought it would hurt terrestrial radio, but we knew it would just help build the brand. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. I think the biggest thing is that people want to make connections with other people and I know for us, switching from a music and talk format and going right to a talk format was the biggest move that we could have ever made. And I'll say it, if we could have done that right away, who knows how big the show could have been by now. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Well, this time we talk with the morning team that started in Canada, well, actually Windsor, right across the river, where Dave and Chuck the Freak have been waking up Detroit listeners on the legendary WRIF since 2013. After Bubba the Love Sponge flamed out in Tampa, they also started working with a growing roster of Beasley stations. And just recently, they entered a network affiliation deal with Key Market Networks. Ooh. They try their best to help listeners get their butts out of bed by poking fun at pretty much everything that's happening. Listeners who are easily offended, take caution. No one is safe from Dave and Chuck the Freak's wrath. <laughs> and that includes the president, the pope, their significant others, themselves, as well as everything in between. Despite that, Brand on Demand is proud to welcome, we hope, Dave Hunter and Charles Urquhart, better known as Dave and Chuck the Freak. Hey, guys. Welcome. Hey, what's going on? We are so glad to have you. So for those just getting to know the show, you guys have been all over the trades lately. Can you tell us like what happens every morning, what the show's about, and who does what? Yeah, for sure. So we get started every day, and basically we're just taking a look at all the craziest stories from around the country and around the world and putting our spin on them and, and our take on them. Along with Chuck and I, we have great co-hosts, including Lisa Way, who's been with us for many years, adding a little female perspective on things. Andy Green, who joined the show shortly after we started at Riff. And then our producing team is James Campbell, Jason Watson, and Al Beck, who all chime in now and again to the show as well. So it's really, it's a, it's a fun take on the day's events from a different kind of perspective, uh, just to keep it entertaining and distracting from all the real pull crap. <laughs> in the world. Yeah, yeah. So who does what on and off the air? Because you guys are like massively all over social media and podcasting and stuff like that. Who does what? Well, when it comes to putting the show together, our show is very unique in that we really don't prep together we found that it was just for us, we were much better at improv. So I'll mm -hmm. gather up everything that we need for the show for the day in terms of content and stories, and I present it to everyone. And so a lot of the stuff they're hearing for the first time on the air, because for us, that's genuine reaction. That's when the laughs are at the best. That's when the humor is at its best. And 
I know a lot of people aren't comfortable operating like that, but that's really what works best for us for more than approach to you know. and we've been doing this for so long we've been a part of uh, different management teams that were trying to push us to do things in the i guess what you'd say is the normal way write bits have it all down on paper and it just honestly it, the more we knew going into something the worse it ended up coming across on the radio so we're, we're like an improv group really when it comes down to it chuck why the freak how did that happen Oh, wow. Um, so it, it really came about a long, long time ago. And if I want to be fully honest, which I do, um, okay. it basically was uh, a boss at the time believed that Dave and Chuck just didn't have enough pizzazz. pizzazz. <laughs> and so they went through a whole contest on the air of what are we going to name Chuck? And all these people wrote different things in and... Basically, the one that stuck was the freak. And back then, I was a little bit different than the dad that I am now. And uh, it seemed to fit with me okay back in the day. And it just lasted, right? Well, once it's once it's set in stone and you start to do okay, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty much set in stone. Yeah. That's yeah. the name of the show. Yeah. Well, after almost a decade of top ratings in Detroit and Windsor before that, you guys branched out first to a bunch of Beasley stations and now nationwide with key market networks. What are some of the biggest differences, guys, changing your focus from a single market to several? And will anything change as you continue to grow in your goal of world domination? <laughs> <laughs> I think really, no. Our show has always been about just finding the funny in everything, and that's universal. So for us, once we expanded, you know, our first uh, other station was in Boston, when we outside of Detroit, obviously. And once we kind of made that move, it, it really doesn't matter from that point if it's two or 20 or 40. You know, we, we still focus. If something amazing comes up in one of the cities that we're in, we're absolutely going to talk about it. But it's just about finding the funniest and the freshest stuff to break the table every day. So from our standpoint, nothing really changes. And from our listener standpoint, uh, all they'll notice is different cities joining the party in the morning if they call in and text in and email and that kind of thing. Because we take a lot of phone calls, I think that is the number one thing that sort of changes when we get put on in a new market is we all of a sudden meet all these new people. And mm -hmm. I know that when Boston and both Florida stations came on board, it just changed the audience by just giving us a huge pool of different thoughts on every topic you could ever bring up, mostly just you know, dirty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have clearly had your share of PDs, OMs, GMs, brand managers, content developers, whatever you want to call them. And you probably had a few corporate types along the way too. What do you guys look for these days in a good coach? What does it take to coach a network show like yours? And how do you handle the dozens of PDs you're going to be working with? Do they all have your direct line or not? Uh, we have someone who kind of filters stuff for us and kind of, you know, just one person on the show. Al Beck is kind of our syndication producer. So everything will kind of go through him instead of getting lost in all sorts of different channels. And yeah, we've had a ton of different experiences with different kinds of bosses. Uh, I think the thing that we learned over the years is just to fight for what we know works for us. You know, we were kind of doing it our way and we've got a chance to do it 
more our way as the years went on. And that's mm-hmm. when we saw our biggest success. And so I think knowing what we are strong at, knowing how we can do it, and then fighting for that, no matter who you're dealing with, is really key for us. And as the years gone on and our success speaks for itself, then that's not so much of a battle. You know, people just kind of back off and let you do your thing if you're doing pretty well. Yeah, amazing how programmers want you to do it one way until it works another way. Once the ratings come in and it's working, suddenly they like the idea a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've seen that. Yeah, we've seen that. Guilty. See, what really changed the show for us, if we're honest, is years ago when we were in Windsor, I was actually made program director of the radio station we were on, Wild okay. Morning Show. Okay. So that let us do the show we wanted to do. I was yep. the boss all of a sudden, so I could say, okay, we're not playing music anymore. This is what we're going to do. I had our general manager on board and said, like, just give us a shot. Let us try it this way. We wanted to do it this way. And that's when our show really started taking off and seeing success. So we've been able to continue doing it that way. It had to be great getting uh, memos from the PD on how great you guys were doing. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are really crushing it when it comes to social media, podcasting, all the off-air stuff. So tell us. How do you really keep engaged and connected to your audience when you're off the air? Well, Chuck and I realized, I think what was key, we were off for six months when we switched, you know, from Windsor to Detroit. We had a six-month non-compete. And oh. we we saw during that time that our social media kept us connected to that audience. We couldn't say where we were going or what we were doing, but we could still be funny with them and share stuff right. with them. And we were kind of ahead of the game when it came to that in building social media. We podcasted our entire show for about 15 years now, long before anyone was doing that. And they thought it would Mm -hmm. hurt terrestrial radio, but we knew it would just help build the brand. So all of that combined, not only did it help us bridge that six-month gap, it brought people with us immediately to our new station and then just now continued to help it grow. And when we're not, you know, we're... We're posting stuff seven days a week, 24-7. It's all about just when you're on the air and off the air, staying connected to the people that listen to you. We always have realized the importance of that. Yeah. Now, there's lots of shows doing lots of formats and people who often think they might be ready for doing a national show, but maybe they just aren't quite there yet. Do you have any advice for people like that that maybe need to have a few more laps around the track? Well, I know myself, I think really you do have to prove that you can do it at home. And it's not easy to be put on to other stations. A a lot of times you're taking over for people that were big names in that town. And Mm -hmm. you start out automatically as an outsider, you know, all of a sudden two guys from Detroit are on the radio in Boston. And I think it takes some time for people to give you a chance. And luckily for us, our show's always been a show that if you just give us a chance and you leave it alone, people are going to find it and people are going to like it. A lot of what we've done was never from massive promotion budgets or anything like that. A lot of the spread of our show is your water cooler talk. And we've been fortunate that that's the way it is. 
And I do think the key for us is you've got to be genuine. You, you can't fake laughter. You can't fake uh, how we all get along in our friendships. And that's been our key. You have to have the nice mix of ingredients that goes into everything else that you're doing. And people realize that it's real and you're enjoying each other's company as well as doing what you do. They are amazing, aren't they? Mm. Dave and Chuck the Freak <laughs> from WRIF Detroit and the Key Market Radio Networks. Somebody you'd like to hear from? We'd love to hear from you. Email your suggestions to show at brandwithondemand.com. Or you can simply stay in touch on social. Just follow Brandwith Plus. That's Brandwith, P-L-U-S, one word. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Coming up, Dave and Chuck the Freak share some things they know now they really wish they knew way back when they were first starting out. If you run a music station, why use software to simply select your music when Music Master can perfect your music? Hey, it's Lee McNabb, Operations Manager for Saga Communications Des Moines Radio Group. My mentors taught me music scheduling on Music Master, and that's what I use to teach the young Padawans of today. Why just select music when you can perfect your music? Visit MusicMaster.com today. I'm a major fan. Hey, it's Hannah B., associate producer of the Brandwith Podcast and a huge fan of Morning Show Boot Camp. This will be my third year in a row attending boot camp, and it's truly the best experience. Kipper encouraged me to attend boot camp when I was looking to get my foot in the door. I took his word and ended up attending my first Morning Show Boot Camp back in August of 2021. And just a few weeks later, I was offered my first on-air gig. We all know networking is huge in this industry, right? And that's why boot camp is simply the best. I am now doing afternoon drive with Chicago radio legend Eddie Volkman on three stations. I'm so incredibly grateful for everything morning show boot camp has brought into my life. I've met the best mentors while attending boot camp, including Don Anthony, Chris Cruz, Sean Tempesta, Mike McVeigh, plus so much more. I truly don't know where I would be without morning show boot camp. It has helped me grow as a broadcaster while meeting some of my lifelong best friends, or as I like to call them my radio family don't wait don't hesitate visit morningshowbootcamp.com today and register for this year's boot camp i hope to see you august 10th through the 11th in dallas texas the stuff we know now we wish we'd known then brand with on demand we're with the stars of the show dave and chuck the freak from wrif detroit and the key market networks guys thinking about traditional broadcast radio What's the one thing you know now you really wish you knew way back when you got started? Chuck, I'll let you go first. I think the biggest thing is that the realization that people want to make connections with other people. And I know for us, switching from a music and talk format and going right to a talk format was the biggest move that we could have ever made. And I'll say it, if we could have done that right away, who knows how big the show could have been by now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like I said earlier, it's having faith in yourselves and fighting for what you believe in. It's kind of hard sometimes in the corporate world, but it really is the key to success for talk radio. It's being able to be who you are and, you know, playing four songs an hour in between talk doesn't really get across any kind of market and, and ratings. And we, we saw that early on. It was presenting the show that we wanted to do. And also, I think another big thing is just to interact with the fans 
even more and the listeners. We have gone out of our way to try and return emails and Facebook messages and Twitter messages as much as possible through the years. And that makes a loyal listener that you mm -hmm. wouldn't believe the hundreds and hundreds of emails we get like, oh, my God, no one's ever responded. I message shows through the years. And that means so much that you replied. And it's a tiny little thing, but it goes so far in loyalty and people that want to be with your show for a long time. Our thanks to Dave and Chuck the Freak from WRIF, Riff in Detroit, and the Key Market Networks. They're great guys. Mm. You'll find all kinds of cool links to their stuff. Just scroll down on your phone. As always, thanks to exec producer Cindy Huber for helping us make this happen, and our associate producer, Hannah B., who helps with booking. And coming up next... I'm McCall Taylor of 94.5 Utah's VFX, and even outside of Utah, radio is transcending into the social media era. That's what we're going to talk about. That's a wrap, Kipper. The next One Minute Martinizing is about change and taking advantage of the season. Find it at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand lift be wide.